Mark Cuban recently said that he was not going to play the national anthem before Mavericks home basketball games. Adam Silver said all teams have to play the anthem before the games. We're going to discuss that right after this. Welcome to Infinity Sports. I'm Wayne G. I'm joined by... My two sidekicks, I'll call them. Uh, Dan Sully Sullivan, what's going on? What's good, bro? I'm nobody's and, sidekick. And Nick Paquin, how's it going? I'll be, I'll be your sidekick, Wayne. Okay, perfect. Um, obviously, we've got a great topic today. Please like and subscribe at the bottom of the screen if you want to find out where to find us on social media or listen to us via podcast instead of viewing. Skip to the end of the video, and it'll have it for you there. Don't skip to the end of the video. Well, watch, yeah, the, watch video the whole video. But and then listen at the end. Yeah, Jeez, this guy. Whatever. So, <laughs> the topic. Don't even today, listen to anything we have to say. The topic of the day is the national anthem. Uh, Mark Cuban did come out and say that he was not going to play it before the Mavericks home games, and he said this was based on lots and lots and lots of discussions that he'd had with the players, with the front office, with staff, with people who work there. So, what it was a calculated decision. It wasn't just like a you know quick thing. I'm curious before we get into Adam Silver pushing back on him what you think when you see because it was for a day it was a story on its own which is mark cuban is not going to play the national anthem at home games i'm curious your take on him coming out and saying that um i love mark cuban uh i think he's a really cool dude and we were talking before the show like name three people you'd probably want to work for and it's you know elon musk you know Mark Cuban, and uh, I can't even remember the third one I said. Kevin O'Leary. I think we said Kevin O'Leary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't agree with this decision at all. Honestly, it, it didn't sit with me right. Um, I, I am a fan of the National Anthem. Um, I'm a fan of like what it represents and things like that. Um, I'm a fan of, of playing it before the games and I stand up and I take my hat off and I sing loud and not at home, but when I'm at the game and, and, and I don't know, I just think it's, it's a important tradition in, in everything. So uh, I don't like the idea of not playing it. Um, and I don't really truthfully know why he decided not to, I don't know what his reasonings were. Um, I understand he said he talked with everybody and said, that's what the best for our team. But I mean, I don't, I don't know, like that doesn't give me any reasoning. So uh, I wasn't a fan of it, and I'm, I'm really glad Adam Silver said, no, nah, bro, you you got to play that shit. Yeah, I um, I tried, I, I tried like understanding where Cuban was coming from, but he was so vague in the reasoning too, and 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 that was one of the things too. It's like it's almost like he was alluding to something, but wouldn't come out and just outright say it. Um, the other thing too is, uh, you know, and this is a bit of a sidebar, but like. Mark Cuban needs to worry less about the anthem and worry more about how he's going to keep Luca in Dallas with that little talent around him. <laughs> well, I think that what it came down to is obviously we've seen, starting with Colin Kaepernick, all the demonstrations surrounding the national anthem, which I don't, I never really thought was in protest of the national anthem. I mean, some people made it about that, but it was more just about I'm trying to draw attention to an issue and this is the way i'm going to do it so it really wasn't about the national anthem the, the national anthem was just a vehicle to get there um but i think that it's become that the national anthem if people are going to kneel some people are going to stand then there's a news story the next day about this guy was standing so he's a jerk or this guy was kneeling so he's an idiot or whatever it is right mark cuban said you know what 
in the NFL, if you don't want to come out for the national anthem, you can stay in the locker room or stay in the tunnel and not actually come out into the field doing the national anthem. So this is just taking it one step further and saying, let's let's just not do the national anthem at all. You know, then we don't have to worry about people standing or kneeling. We'll just do warm ups and get into the game. See, but I don't think anybody was worried about standing or kneeling anymore because we've given you so many avenues. You don't want to come out, don't come out. You want to kneel, go ahead and kneel. You want to stand, go ahead and stand. Who gives a shit? Just go out there and then do your job. Um, I don't know. My whole thing, truthfully, too, is I didn't. I don't care when you kneeled. I don't like the idea of protesting or doing anything on on company time. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like I don't get to, you know protest things at my job and if i do there's there may be consequences you know what i mean and things like that i i understand use your platform but use it in a way that that best suits i mean kneel you know at the start of a game or kneel at, at a, like in a basketball game kneel it at tip-off instead of kneeling during the national anthem then you don't offend anybody who doesn't like or, or thinks it's an unpatriotic thing or something like that uh, I, I don't know. I, I think there's other avenues to explore if you do want to express and, and voice what you need to voice. And by all means, do that. I want you to do that. But I, I just think there were better avenues to choose than to kneel during the national anthem. Yeah, I, um, I've i always been a little bit, uh, I guess, I, I, not fully clear on what the kneeling is supposed to symbolize um, at the national anthem. And, and just for example, uh, you know, I know I've talked about this before, but I'm a big soccer guy and, you know, one, one of the best players in, in England, in my opinion, Wilfred Zaha um, came out today, as a matter of fact, and said like, I'm not kneeling. That's a sign of submission and it's degrading. Why would I kneel? Why, why would I kneel? It's not going to change anything. And it's almost like, and his argument was the whole BLM movement. It's like, they want me to do it because then they can see, see Zeha's behind us. And now we can check that box. He's like, but that's not going to do anything at the end of the day. And I agree with that mindset. Yeah. I think that the, like I said, it wasn't about the national anthem in the beginning. It's just about the reason it was during the national anthem is because everybody stands during the national anthem. So kneeling, regardless of whether you think it's submitting or whatever it is, kneeling was something different. And it was something that drew attention to the action itself. And then you could use that action to, you know, talk about what you really want to talk about. I almost feel in a way that, you know, Mark Cuban taking the national anthem away, regardless of what the discussions he had was, was almost like taking away that right to protest. Because now what? Now you can't kneel in the national anthem. So he's t so, and that's why I think Adam Silver was kind of genius in a way. And I know all the right wing, you know, America people with the gun racks in the back of the car, they're loving Adam Silver, you know, even though I think he's Jewish, right? because he yep. basically is saying, no, you have to play the anthem. And they're like, yeah, you got to play the anthem. Well, yeah. but by making them play the anthem, you're giving them their platform to protest. Mark Cuban was taking that away. Well, I, I guess. I mean, again, I would. I would argue that kneeling, if all five players starters kneeled and, and all the bench kneeled during the tip off and the other team went down and scored two points freely, that would make a bigger impact than any kneel during a national anthem. You would have a, that would talk, that would be a much bigger story. And especially if every team did it too, down the road and blah, 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 and shit like that, that would be a much bigger story. And so why, why did you choose that moment? If Colin Kaepernick takes it, starts as starting quarterback, comes out there, they go to hike the ball, and he's kneeling, already kneeling. That creates a much big, much bigger media storm than him kneeling during the national anthem. I think, 
you know, it, why not pick a protest that that doesn't attack a certain aspect that people hold very dearly? Yeah, and when you and I have had this conversation in the past, um, I, and for me, like, I want to understand in these scenarios, what is the protest about? Like, what what's the justification behind the behind the protest, right? Like, what is it about? And then what is the preferred end result? And I've not really seen any level of justification, let alone a preferred end result brought up by anybody. So I, I, I mean, for me, it, it's more of a thing where it's like, what exactly are we doing here? What's the goal? It's hard to get behind something if there's no goal. Right. Well, I think that was a John Lennon that said that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Uh, I was yeah. suggesting that the more power you get, the more corrupt you become. I think at the very beginning, the idea was I'm going to draw attention to something. I'm going to be asked about it. I can have a conversation about it. And the ultimate goal is what you wanted was these conversations to lead to positive change. But what's happened is it's become, I think, more of as the the people supporting the kneeling have gained more power. It's become more corrupt. And now it's not about having conversations because they don't want to have conversations with you. They want to tell you what to think instead of having a conversation with you. And I think that's where it's kind of become a little bit more corrupt is that, you know, what it started out as is like, hey guys, let's all talk about this and see if we can come up with some productive solutions. And now it's about, you're going to listen to us and we're going to tell you what to say, what to think, how to feel. Talk about what though is my question. Uh, what, talk about what, racism. What, what, yeah, racism in America. It's something that's been swept on the rug, I feel, for the last 50 years. It's starting to come to light, and people are getting upset, kind of like the, the whole gay movement, right? I mean, it was like, yo, yo, keep it in your bedroom. We don't want to see that stuff. You know what? Well, you know, I don't want to see you making out with your fat wife in Walmart either. You know what? But I got to see it. So you know what? I don't care if two guys kiss in public. It doesn't bother me. They're in love. Good for them. I'm happy for them. Same thing with race. We brushed race under it, and anytime somebody came up, a Malcolm X or Martin Luther King, they were told to shut up, just, you know, don't make a big deal about it. You know, you're just shoving it down our throats. No, we're trying to influence change and try to influence equality, and you're not happy with it because right now you're in power, and there's a balance in life. And in order for – if power is like this – I can't show on the screen. If power is like this, one's up high, one's down low, the only way to even it out is to take power from the one up high. The one down low has to take that one's power to level it out. And I think the people in power, and we know who they are, really don't like the idea of you know, giving we, some of that power. Why? Are why we, do you take somebody's power? Why can't you just gain the power yourself? Because that power has to come from somewhere. It, it, yeah. it, it's, it, it's not an infinite pool Burn of power. Shit. It's not an infinite power uh, power pool. It's, sure there's, there's, it no, it's 100. No, there's an infinite power, but there's an infinite number of solutions or prospects for anybody to succeed and do any kind of anything they want in this country and you don't need to take anything away from anybody else for somebody to succeed that's a, that's a that's a, that's the worst argument you could ever have no it, it, power is that's how it works think about it this way you're the number one golfer i'm gonna use sports because we're in a sports show right yeah you're the number one golfer in the world right if you shoot 10 under par and the next best guy shoots even par every round you're dominating right you are you have all the power you're at 10 under par if he gets the five under par, he's closing. He's taking away your power because you no longer have a ten stroke power on him. You have no, a five stroke not. power on him. See, yes. Okay. Sure, you can take it that way. Or he just made himself better, and now he's achieving. You're still at the same level. He's still just achieving and getting closer to you. That's not taking anything away. That's bettering right. yourself as a person. You're, You're closing the gap. You're closing the gap. Closing the gap. Yeah, but that's that's an action typically taken to Sully's point 
by that person who is improving upon yeah. a certain aspect, like, like whether it's like golf or whatever. You say taking, you're, you're in, in my, uh, you're saying knocking them down and pulling right. them down. And that's yeah. not what anybody should be doing at any point in time. I, and I agree with that. What I'm saying, when I say power pool, what I'm saying is that it's a hundred percent power pool. And if you have 60% to this group and 40% to this group, in order for it to be 50, 50, I have to take that 10 from the 60%. Now I understand what you're saying. Like I get, I have, I get okay. right, all, all the business people are making a million dollars a year. Black business people are making 500,000. As soon as black business people make it to a million and now it's level, what they've done is they've taken away the power that that, that, that differentiation had. But is that what the movement is about? I think it's part of it. it, it, it equality is all about leveling things and closing those gaps to equality. And so that's why. But, think now, but, but I, I think that. I have a hard time with that one, right? Because like we live in a capitalist economy and you're always going to have a situation where you have haves and you have have nots, regardless of how well that economy is doing. You're always going to have people on the lower end of that spectrum. I mean, reality of the situation, right? And, and, and color doesn't necessarily have any indicator for how successful you can be there. That's the other thing too, is if we're going to draw parallels between 1960s US and the civil rights era, to 2021 2020 us now i mean there are no there are no laws that prevent one group of people in this country from doing to sully's point um making making their lives better there's nothing that holds them down i would argue that it's actually quite to the contrary we now have laws in place that accelerate for certain folks and i, and I would say that we've, cl we've closed the gap since the 60s but it's still not 50 50. No, but it's uh, never going to be 50-50, though. I, I think it's just that whole 50-50. And, and what does that mean, right? Like if we I guess if we lump all in this in this case, if we lump all black people into a bucket, a bucket of just being black people. Right. Sure. That's not necessarily fair. Right. Like there are certain demographics of black people in this country, second generations that have significantly higher income distribution. Like folks that are second generation, like West Indian that live in, in, in America have 58% greater income than folks who are third or fourth or fifth generation black Americans. I mean, th th those, like, I think we need to start looking more culturally and some of the differentiators there, as opposed to just lumping people into a bucket, right? Like, I mean, there's data out there that certain like I think I, th I think it's like j second generation Jamaican Americans make more money on average per family household than second or third generation Scottish Americans. Right. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just think that there's there's cultural norms that come into play, too, here. I mean, I, I agree there, but I mean, I think it is tough to ignore that. <sighs> that in 2021 racism still is about and still is, is here. Um, and, and I agree, like, you know, the gap has obviously been closed and, and I don't think the gap will ever get to 50, 50. Cause at what point is it, is it 50, 50 for, you know, it's, it's gotta be equal for every minority across the board and every person across the board. So 50, 50 is a, 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 obviously a lump number where we're lumping all whites and then all different races you know, and things like that, you know, so it would have to be more evenly spread and then not to get into this deep, but then the diversity of women versus men and things like that, you know, because, you know, I mean, black men have a better, you know, probably have a better advantage than a white woman, you know, does in circumstance, in certain stances, 
So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a giant, you know, mosh posh of things that I don't think is ever going to have a perfect outcome. But mm-hmm. I also like to get down to the, the bitter point of it with the anthem, like there's better ways to choose your protest and there's, there's better ways to make it, you know, like you talked about Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, those guys were organized, man. Those guys had things down. They knew exactly what they needed to do. They had plans, they had goals, things like that. I don't know if this group had like, you know, these guys that are kneeling all, I say all willy nilly, uh, these guys kneeling have that, you know what I mean? Do they really have the, the wherewithal to, to take this challenge on for as long as it needs to happen, or are they going to give up in, in two months because there isn't an established plan? Or to Sully's point too, it's like the plan idea, my whole interpretation of the kneeling was the, the whole Black Lives Matter thing around police brutality, right? Towards black Americans in this country. That's what I initially thought. And I mean, uh, Wayne, you, you, myself, and Ben spoke on our podcast at one point about you know how much of a statistical anomaly that is. And then if, it, it, but but like we're speculating now on even what the plan is. And you talk about like 50-50 equality. Well, Asian Americans make a lot more money in this country today as families than white Americans do. Mm-hmm. So what what does that mean? Is the 50-50 equality to be like 50-50 with like Asian Americans or white Americans or like what? Like what, what somewhere in between, so, you know, like what, that goes back to my point. If you're lumping them all together, is it 50, 50 because Asians are so much higher. And then that brings the average of minorities up. You know, that's a great point. Eh? And I think that, you know, even if you have a goal of 50, 50, or you want to call it 50, 50, 50, 50, even though there's only so many percentage, if you want to equally spread it out, I mean, I understand that in logically, it's just not possible, right? Like you, like Sully said, you're always going to have one group or another. Even if we get all the races on the same level, then we've got the genders. Then we've got sexual orientation. Then we've got you know you know transgender people or and all kinds of things. There's always going to be some sort of imbalance, and we understand that. I think our goal, I say our goal. My my goal is just I would love to see everybody be as you know strive for that. Strive for equality across the board, knowing that maybe we won't ever get there, but let's strive for it. And I feel like the forces against are kind of, they don't want to strive for that. Like, no, 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 let's just keep things the way that they are. I guess, but I mean, those are the extremes, again, like, you know, and I think you're always going to have those, and that's, you know, and unfortunately, they're probably the loudest voices, but I mean, I'm all, I'm all down for equality, and I want everybody to have an equal chance to succeed and everything like that. Um, but at the same time, I also don't want you to, disrespect the national anthem or or you know and i don't i don't necessarily think they are but i I think there's a better avenue to voice your your said issue you know what's a funny so going back to the national anthem actually i looked up this statistic and i thought this was funny that really the national anthem came to more prominence during the civil war right and the star-spangled banner was the national anthem of the north and then dixie was the national anthem of the south and the funny thing about it is that Dixie was written by an anti-slavery northerner, 
And the Star Spangled Banner was written by a slave-owning Southerner. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just how it, but because the North won the war, right, then yeah. the Star Spangled Banner became the national. Although it didn't technically become the national anthem until 1932. It was voted as Congress as the national anthem. However, it started being played at sporting events in 1918 between the uh, the Cubs and the White Sox, or Red Sox. Cubs and uh, Red Sox were playing. The Red Sox in the seventh inning stretch played the uh, national anthem, Star Spangled Banner, everybody cheered, the Red Sox won, so they said, hey, we're going to, like a rallying thing, we're going to play this at every home game. <laughs> but not every team did that because they didn't have loudspeakers, and you couldn't afford a band at every game, you know, because it was a band had to play it. And it just became more and more prominent right around World War II when everybody had all that kind of stuff and people were at war. Then the Star Spangled Banner became played at every sporting event. But I got into an argument on Facebook with somebody. I say argument. I educated somebody on Facebook where I told them, I said that North America is the only region of the world that does this. The Europeans don't do it. Chinese don't do it. Uh, all of Asia doesn't do it. Australia doesn't do it. Nobody else plays their national anthem before sporting events, unless it's an international match, then they do. But if it's not an international match, we're the only ones that do it. And it was funny because this person said, why don't you do your research before you talk? And so then I presented them with the research and they deleted my comment. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and so, I mean, you talk about like, I mean, uh, specifically like, uh, you know, in soccer across Europe, there isn't, most teams have their own sort of anthem that gets played before the game. A team anthem, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a team anthem that gets played. I mean, it's interesting. I just don't, uh, I, I don't understand. And, and Cuban didn't make it any clearer the whole, not wanting to play the national anthem like i just don't because now we're all just left to speculate well he said he talked to some people who felt some type of way about it i mean can you imagine if i said that about anything all the time <laughs> about everything you know what i mean like it's i mean yeah i talked to some people i mean i'm gonna start using that that sort of ideology with my wife i'm just gonna say like hey I you know, to I some people. Oh, yeah, yeah i talked to some people they really didn't like this idea you know what i mean i pulled 15 people and yeah they they're not really feeling this babe so. yeah yeah exactly exactly my curiosity was like why people were so upset about it, and, and, and this perfect person in particular said that it was a slap in the face to servicemen. I said, so is every other country in the world slapping their servicemen by not playing it? I said we started playing it in World War II, you know, obviously to to support the troops, and I'm all for supporting the troops. But at the end of the day, like we don't have to play it. I don't think it's a slap in the face to servicemen. You say, hey, you know what? It's a sporting event. We're not nationalists, so we're just going to say, you know what, let's just get to the game. Or let's have a team anthem. That's kind of cool. How Each team has its own team anthem. See, I don't, why I think it's a slap in the face is because when it started it, it, it and became popular, it was a tribute. And then, then it became associated as a tribute. And now that's what it's known for. Um, so when you do these things, it is kind of a slap in the face. Um, and, and I understand that's not that other players, people don't do it and we're the only ones that do it. Well, who gives like, fine. We do it as a tribute to our servicemen. They don't have to, like, that doesn't mean they're disrespecting their servicemen. We do it as a tribute and that's what it's attributed to. And I don't think that, uh, I, I do kind of think it's, it's a tad disrespectful. Yeah. I, I, my my thing with the whole serviceman because I think it's an important point. But my my thing with the whole like slapping the serviceman or it's like you know it's it's something that we shouldn't be doing because of the national anthem. I look at it as like there's plenty of ways in this country that we we completely slap our servicemen in the face. Oh, uh, uh, you you, t you talk about he just healthcare, work opportunities, 
the homeless um, issue with yeah. the veterans. It's, it's yeah, a homeless issue terrible. with the veterans. I mean, if people want to die on the sword of the national anthem being this being the thing that slaps them in the face, I think we're fighting some wrong battles here. Well, I just think that's the easiest battle to win. Uh, is, right. It's right. just, hey, don't kneel during the national anthem. You know, obviously, you know, there's much more important battles that need to be worried about. You know, the mental health issues of, of our yeah. and things like that. You know, the suicide rate is just stupid scary. Um, but, and, and obviously those issues have to be addressed, but I, I mean, like this one's just a, a trivial thing that is, I think, easy to avoid, I think, yeah. but easy to avoid doesn't bring up and address the topic. So, right. I, I don't think a lot of people understand, and I'm curious how they would feel if they did understand that the reason that we play the national anthem before these games is not about supporting the troops. And the reason it has nothing to do with race and it has nothing to do with this country at all, because the NFL and the NBA and major league baseball, they don't care about this country and they don't really care about the troops. That's not the number one thing in their mind. The number one thing in their mind is the color green. And the fact of the matter is that every bill, every year, a bill gets passed in Congress allocating taxpayer dollars to these professional sports leagues to play the national anthem and to have service member carries the, carry the flag because it's great advertising for the armed services. And that's really why we do it. If the armed services stopped paying those professional leagues, you'd see a lot of teams stop playing the anthem. See, I don't think you would. Because um, that's not why we do it. Uh, it's not why it started. They didn't do that. In- it's not why it started. So, okay. So just because it's adopted now doesn't mean that's why they do it. Um, they just do it as a, as a partnership. You know what I mean? Essentially, the, the military is like, hey, this is great exposure for us. We'll pay you guys to do it. You know what I mean? Like, let just have us come out there, do sweet ass flyovers and paratrooper troops down in there and shit like it's cool man like that's cool as hell like of course like why like that makes the military look cool when it's really not cool or fun at all so uh so you know like they gotta sugarcoat that turd somehow like like let them do it and you know if here's the thing what's to determine what is offensive or not we just had this conversation about mascots and indians if a serviceman feels disrespected because you knelt then don't like we cancel everything else why can't we cancel like you know what i mean like if you're gonna play one side of the coin play the other side of the coin yeah yeah i i mean it's spot that's spot on for me i think it's um the whole anthem thing to me i i i just First of all, to your point, Wayne, it doesn't surprise me that we've turned the national anthem into like a capitalist movement where there can be financial gain associated because, you know, we are in America. So if you can make money off it, you should. Um, So but, you know, to Sully's point, that's not how it started. I, I do see how there's a sense of pride, right? Like I look at the national anthem being played before sporting events as this like sense of 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 American pride. And I think that maybe that's poor of me to look at it that way. But I also think like, especially times that we live in right now, we just talked about mascots to Sully's point. Um, it's important to have national pride. When was the last time this country rallied around the, the country? 9-11? Oh. I mean, you really haven't seen it happen since then. So I think it's good to have the anthem for that reason alone, personally. Well, I'm curious what our viewers think about the National Anthem. Hopefully they can reach out to us. Uh, We are at the end of the show, so obviously if you want to listen to the show, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. You can download or stream the episode while you're at work or while you're driving, while you're driving to work, going for a run, whatever it is that you do. You can also find us on social media. You know, Yell at us for this 
discussion, whatever you want to do, <laughs> on Facebook at Infinity Sports Podcast, on Instagram at Infinity Sports Podcast, and on Twitter at Sports Infinity 5. We will reply, and we may even put your comment up on the next show, as long as it doesn't include any like racial slurs or profanity. Yeah, no profanity, unless you're me. <laughs> <laughs> but that, as far as this conversation, uh, where are we at, Kenny? It's-